What's Your Opinion show do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Rusty, they're so happy to have you back. Finally. Well, not really. <laughs> Hell yeah, I think no, so. Not really. <sighs> it's so know. much more relaxing <laughs> to be on this side of the microphone. Why? Uh, well, when I don't do that side of the microphone very often, oh. it was Wednesday was like, ah, ah. Where's the buttons? Yeah. Well, that's my normal day. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was absolutely no different than when, I, when I'm here. Oh, you might uh, be surprised. No, I'm, I'm sure that all of our all of our audiences out there say, "Oh my God, I thought I thought we were done with him. I thought he was over." <laughs> oh, again? No, no, no. But I do want to thank Laura Mann for filling in with me on Wednesday. That was much easier. Well, I'm sure. And Bob actually ran. Bob played you yesterday. Oh, he did. So yes, that made my life a little bit easier too. Well, good. Yeah. So, but we're glad to have you back. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> um, there's a, t- a lot of a lot of things to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about, Rusty, is your interview you just had. Okay. Uh, we you talk. They're going. The American Legion's going to do a comedy mm-hmm. uh, show, and we actually are going to give away tickets today oh, for good. that comedy good. show. Um, but while you were talking over their menu and everything, you asked about the Cobb salad, mm-hmm. and you thought maybe it had a corn, yeah, your corn in it or yeah, something. Sure. So I went online and Cobb salad it up. sounds like something you'd feed a cow for some reason. I don't. You know what I'm saying? You put a, you know, you dress up a bunch of corn cobs and (laughs) throw them in a trough. So I, yeah, I've always seen it, and everybody I know, I know a lot of people who love them, and I order it. I've never, I've never ordered one, so I'm going to have to now. So the cob salad was born in the wee hours of a Hollywood in Hollywood, California, in 1937. At the Brown Derby restaurant. It was born? Yep, that's where it was born. His mother was a head of lettuce and the father was a <laughs> bacon bit? Is that what? And Bob Cobb was <laughs> the chef that night. Bob, Bob Cobb, <laughs> yes. Oh, his horrible parents. Who... Why would the Cobbs name their Erickson. son Bob? Bob. Yes. Oh. Well, Bob was hungry at the Derby, so he was trying to throw together, you know, a bunch of leftovers for himself to get something to eat. So he threw some lettuce in there and some other things and mixed it up with French dressing. And lo and behold, the Cobb salad was created. And it actually includes... 
lettuce, hard-boiled eggs, cheese, tomatoes, chives, and avocados. See, it sounds good. Now, I also did look up what's the difference between a chef salad and a Cobb salad. Because Bob Cobb was a chef. <laughs> but a chef salad and a Cobb salad both have lettuce, right. cheese, yeah. and some kind of meat. Sure. Such as chicken, bacon. They both have hard-boiled eggs. However, what makes them different, the Cobb salad has tomatoes and avocados. Ah, And typically, the Cobb salad also uses a mix of lettuces versus your plain old... Oh, okay. What is that called? Plain old... Well, there's iceberg and there's romaine. Yeah. It's just... It's just iceberg lettuce. Mm, okay. Know. Yeah. So there, you learned something right, today. Well, I, I looked that up just for you. I learn something every day, <laughs> obviously. And here's a birthday. I have so. Oh. Well, you just threw it in there. That's fine. It's where it's going anyway. Yeah. But not oh, until okay. after we announce it. Well, this so. is a blank sheet of paper. Oh, here we but go. All right. Turn yeah. it over. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, we are going to have a guest a little bit later on in the show. Marshall County Commissioner Stan Klotz is going to be with us. <laughs> Um, Stan is coming in to be interviewed for his candidacy to he's running for a second term as county commissioner in District 1. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to chat with him about uh, the campaign. Okay. And um, we are limited to 45 minutes um, with each candidate. So with his challenger, who I interviewed first, we did a 45 minute interview. So mm-hmm. that's all I can do with. Sure. Stan. Yep. Now, if I did, uh, and I'll just say, if I did, which I did, an hour interview, I think, with Steve Harper, right. that doesn't matter because they're not running for the same office. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's it's per office. Okay. So we'll have 45 minutes to chat with Stan. All right. Coming up. In the meantime, there's news to talk about, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll start off on the good side of things. Okay. Uh, Thursday afternoon, which was yesterday, Mayor Mark Center presented Jeff Yazel with the key to the city. Mm, it's nice. He uh, retired from the city water department after 39 years. Now, did you cover city meetings with oh, Jeff yeah, with superintendent? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I used to call him all the time. They were doing some kind of a renovation the last time I talked to yeah, them. The, the, yeah. At the Ledger plant. Yeah. They were redoing, yep, redoing the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, everything. The building, yep. even. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Center read a proclamation which talked about uh, um, Jeff serving the citizens of Plymouth. He started out by being a paper boy, and then he moved up into the grocery business and worked at G&G. Um, he did do some over-the-road trucking for a little while, and then on November the 15th, 1982... Jeff started working full-time at the Plymouth Water Department. Um, he, In his tenure there, he achieved the Indiana Department of Environmental Management John N. Purdy Award for 30 years of service. Um, and he also served for many years as the water superintendent. Mayor Mark said that uh, Jeff has many hobbies, including traveling, collecting antique cars, the Cubs and the Bears. Well, one's a one. One out of two ain't bad there. Music. Okay. And he's a voracious reader. Well, that's good. 
and and he really is. I know I know Jeff and the mayor. I think the mayor must like to read too because I think they kind of have a thing sometimes yeah, okay. uh, about the most recent book they read or whatever. Uh, one of the things Jeff is most proud of is both his mom and dad were mayors yeah. of this great city That's that true. we live in. Yeah. And Mayor Center closed his proclamation by saying, So today, April 14th, 2022, we say goodbye to our friend after 39 years, four months, and 30 days. And he presented him with the key to the city. Very good, man. So that was really nice. That I is. thought that was a, a wonderful yeah. little thing so now we will move on to some other news okay um at monday's city meeting the mayor had mentioned in the board of works meeting that um the demolition crew was ready to go at hillcrest avenue and i think people will remember last year uh, in the fall there was a home on Hillcrest Avenue at 1808 Hillcrest Avenue um, that was discovered. Okay, this, this home was owned by Judy Casbin. And in September, she sold it to Edwin Rodriguez for $40,000 sight unseen. He, he had been in the house as a teenager because mm -hmm. he was friends yeah. with her kids, but he hadn't been in it for years. But he bought it, sight unseen, yeah. for $40,000. She left town and left about two dozen dogs in that house. Mm. And after a short, uh, just probably a couple of days, the dogs got out. And so the Humane Society had to do, go in and get right. the dogs that were still in there and capture dogs that had gotten out. And um, the dogs were not socialized mm -hmm. so they and the neighbors did not realize there were that many dogs living there they thought there were four dogs living there right. because that's what they would see in the yard but ultimately there were like 24 dogs wow. living there so yeah. um and so this had been dubbed the the hoarder house mm -hmm. because of all these dogs and actually when they went in they found the, uh, the skeletons of dogs even mm. inside the house still. Wow. So Mr. Rodriguez purchased the house, went to it, um, and all of this is going on with the Humane Society and the police are there and the, all these dogs and all that. And um, so it, it, the city was informed of what an issue we had. Mm -hmm. And he decided, he is a contractor, so he decided that his crew was going to come in and they were going to try and clean it up so that they could flip it. And he said after working in that house for two hours, they couldn't take it anymore. They were no. done. The The smell and the fleas and all that, mm -hmm. they were just, they, they couldn't do it. So the city eventually did give him uh, a demolition order. And told him it had to come down. Yeah. Well, in November, he went back to the city and said, look, I paid $40,000 cash. And I'm trying to finish up my construction season with the projects I've got going on. Can right. I get an extension? So he was able to get a 120-day extension. And the city ordered him to close up the house, secure it. And their, their recommendation was to board up the windows. And he... 
looked at the building commissioner and said, do you want to go in and do that? <laughs> I mean, it, it was yeah. that bad. But anyway, the house is on its way down. I, we, Jim and I drove by yesterday and took uh, some pictures, and it is definitely, I would say by now, at least halfway down. Right. So um, the hope is that they will finish that off and then, you know, they will build a new house on that site and it'll be a happy neighborhood again. And, I'm, I'm, you know, it's really shocking that the neighbors didn't know that was going on. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that she was able to keep that hidden very well. Yeah. But so that's a good thing in the neighborhood. Um, yeah. I can only imagine that there may be some stench from... Yeah, I, that yeah. being in there and getting it torn down could cause some of that to come out into the air, but eventually it'll go away and everybody will be more happy. Yeah. Uh, also have a police report. This happened actually about 10 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, April the 13th. Um, 49-year-old Brad Linsner was located at his residence on Holloway Drive here in Plymouth. He was taken into custody by Detective McIntyre from the Plymouth Police Department for outstanding felony warrants for a level four felony for incest, a level four felony for sexual misconduct with a minor, and a level five felony for sexual misconduct with a minor. He was taken out to the Marshall County Jail, and he is sitting in there on a $25,000 cash bond. That's a couple of dollars so that's probably going to hold them there for a little I while think. yeah maybe just possibly <laughs> twenty five thousand dollars cash is not something that's a buck or two that you're going to come up with very easy uh i have another arrest report this one uh actually comes from the marsh county sheriff's department 33 year old adam Macias, M-A-C-I-A-S, Macias of Angel Street in Plymouth, is a registered sex offender. He has been convicted of child molesting. He is classified as a sexually violent predator and has the lifetime requirement to register every 90 days he has to go in and register so they can confirm where he is or 72 hours within any change of information, change of address, change of cell phone number, change of job, mm -hmm. change of underwear. No, I didn't mean that, but, but uh, you know, I mean, they, anything. Yeah. Um, and during a recent investigation, because they do check up on these people, it was found that he had... Uh, control of a social media account under a false name, which he failed to register uh, under the required sex offender requirements. So you could have, at least some of them can have, you know, social media, but it has to be, you had to give them that information so that they can check on you that way too. So he was located at his home, taken into custody and lodged in the Marshall County Jail for failure to register as a sex offender violation, which is a level six felony. Yeah. So, well. you know, if you're going to be on Facebook, 
you better have the right name and the right picture oh, really? to be there. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got some of those on the oh, comment everywhere. on they're our everywhere. site. Uh, and the funny thing is, I, yeah, it's not funny. It's not even, there isn't anything funny about it. So anyway. No, there's nothing funny about it. Especially in this case. Because <laughs> you can only, well, once again, you, you, innocent until proven guilty, but you can only imagine well, he's what been convicted, he was, so... Yeah, but in this case, you, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah but, for the new charge. But the, but in any case, you just kind of, if you've got a social media account that isn't in your name, where are you going with that? What possible purpose could that be other than not good? Well, obviously, in some cases, they want to make comments and they don't want somebody to actually know who yeah. they are. Exactly, but in this case, I think they wanted to make something else. Um, uh, yeah, I think probably I you're imagine. right on that yeah. one. So I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I think he's probably decided his fate for a long time at this point. But Actually, I'm going to share this with you. What? See if bum, bum, you bum, recognize bum, bum. that. Yes, yeah. Talking about that. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's. That okay. was one of our followers. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Good. Also, from the Plymouth Police Department, this came from the uh, city meetings on Monday night. The Common Council heard Plymouth Fire Chief Steve Hallam uh, discuss some future needs for equipment for the fire department. The fire chief said they need a new ambulance and a new frontline pumper. And so um, he actually wants to replace engine number one, which is typically engine number one is your first out right. fire truck. Um, it is a 1992 Pierce, and um, they he needs to have that replaced. He also needs to replace a 2006 ambulance that was involved in an accident 11 or 13, well, 11 or 12 years ago. And because of that accident... It can no longer, you know, they sometimes they just take the box off the back and get a new chassis to go under it and then put the box back on because yeah. the it's the chassis that runs out, right. has the issues. Uh, you know, the transmission is slipping or whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, so Hallam said um, right now it's taking about two years for almost any type of emergency apparatus if you order it, it's taking almost two years for you to get it. Um, so he said, if we ordered today, basically we would be placing a 32-year-old engine by the time we got it. Um, there are a couple of things uh, with that engine, and the price keeps going up. And actually, he said, typically the price increases about 3% a year. Well, already there has been a 7% increase and they are going to have another 7% increase next month in May. So the cost for the engine is about $800,000 this month. And if we buy it next month, it'll be $861,000. So over $60,000 more yeah. to wait. And the good thing with the fire trucks is you order them, but you don't have to pay for them until they come in. So 
Well, that would give good. the city two years to get the money together and figure out how they're going to pay for it. But, um, but they still want to have something lined up so they know how they're going to pay for it. Right. Um, the city attorney, Sean Cerisi, uh, said that Pierce Fire Trucks, that's who they're working with through Sourcewell, which is a, the con, it's a national organization that does competitive bidding processes. So they already have bid out this fire truck. And ha so it alleviates the city from having to go through the whole bid process. Yeah. That this is the, bit, the low bid and they can go through that. Um, he also talked a little bit about the possibility if the, if the city wanted to, they could look at, you know, doing a, a bond or a lease, like a lease, a pay on time. And then at the end of the right. term, you would own it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, on the ambulance, it's replacing a 2006 ambulance. And since that accident, they, there have been some issues with it. Not, nothing. It's not like it's in the shop a lot, he said, because we don't use it a lot. It's it's the third ambulance out. And so they, we've got two others, but this is the third one out. But regulations don't allow them to remount that ambulance anymore. So they have to buy a brand new chassis and a brand new top for it. Mm -hmm. So um, the ambulance two are about two years out. And um, Crossroads, which is a company out of Middlebury, is the local dealer for ambulances in this area. And they have a demonstration unit coming in in June. And the city can buy that demonstration unit for about $45,000. Now, the fire chief did say that it's plain. It's just white. It has no color on it. It has no graphics on it. And so they would have they would paint it red to match the rest of the equipment that we have. Obviously, you have to put all the graphics on there about the ambulance and all that kind of stuff. But but it comes as an ambulance, um, and it comes complete. And then um, the city would pay an additional cost of about fifty thousand dollars to put in a cot load system, and that basically is um, you know you have these special cots that you basically push a button and the legs themselves have hydraulic in it so they bring mm -hmm. it up to the height of the ambulance and then uh, on the back of the ambulance there's just like a a click in you push it in it clicks in and then you just push it in you don't you're right. not lifting people up right. and down with that and that's about fifty thousand dollars so his estimate was between three hundred and three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for that so he thought possibly because that's coming in quicker that they might be able to use the American recovery funds to do the purchase of the ambulance and then look at where they can find funding and determine funding for the new fire truck, which, as I said, if they ordered it today, it won't be here for two years. So we can figure out how we're going to pay for that right. over the, some time. There was no decision made at this point. They um, got the information, and it'll come up again at their meeting on April the 25th. So it gives you know council members an opportunity to maybe stop by the fire department, look at the equipment that we have, talk to the chief about that, and then be able to make a, an educated decision right. at their meeting later this month. Got a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Good morning. 
Kathy and Rusty. Bob Byers here. How are you? Just fine, man. How are Good. you? Good. Good. Hey, uh, fire engines, ambulances, they all need replaced. And, you know, 30-year-old fire engine, you know, that that's getting up there in age. Uh, the city uh, the city could save some money, though. The, uh, the I know they've been uh, usually going with the Pierce brand, and, well, the Pierce brand always costs a little more. I mean, a cab over does as well. But uh, I know some folks with the four-acre fire department up there in Elkhart County. They just bought a brand-new cab over fire truck. And forgive me because I'm not going to pronounce the brand name right, but uh, Stuffin or Stufin or it's it's S-T-U-P-H-E-N. It's another brand of fire engines. They only paid just over 600000 for theirs, and it's, it's a full-size, beautiful cab over, all the tools, and it's it's uh, modeled after Bogo Township up there in Elkhart County as well. Hmm. So the city could save some money if they didn't go with the Pierce name. I'm not saying Pierce isn't good, but, you know, in my business, too, my vending business, I quit buying the name brand expensive one and went with a, a little bit cheaper alternative that, in my opinion, actually is better. Um, you know, any money saved, and, of course, they paid just over 600000 They just got their engine. You know, might be a little bit more in two years, but if they can, if it's a two-year lead time on that as well. But I wouldn't think it just $200,000, $250,000 in two years either. Um, well, he did. Like the, think not. the chief did say that once you order it, the price is locked in, which is a good thing. Absolutely. But, is, especially um, with what's going on today. And I, and I don't know how it works. Uh, like, okay, in my house... You know, we have been Ford people for years. Um, and I know Wayne Smith was a Pierce chief, fire chief. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, and so I know that, some you know, sometimes people, they don't want to change because um, some of the equipment that they have maybe to work on that works on Pierce equipment. But another brand, uh, you have to buy different tools or that Things don't possible, fit yeah. in. And, I mean, it's a trust thing, you know. You trust that brand. I get that. Yeah, I I have but. no idea um, about another brand. I just know I, that. I don't want to. I'm not telling them how to run things. I just, hey, I found, you know, if you if you notice a better, cheaper alternative or another option, hey, speak up. Yeah. You know, others might not know about it. Yeah. I am sure they will hear you today, Bob. Well, <laughs> you know me, I'm uh, not uh, light-spoken often, so I should be used to that. But I just wanted to chime in because I saw that today and heard about it on the radio, and I thought, well, hey, wait a minute. I know some guys up there, and you know, but maybe they'll be able to start researching that, too. Good and deal. It's, yeah, so it, it, you since you got a great weekend, thanks you, you too. too. See ya. Bye bye. Bye. You know, especially, I mean, they have a little bit of time, so there is that possibility of looking yeah. around. Um, one last thing before we get to our break: uh, the Marshall County Crossroads team. This is the group that was actually responsible for getting the stellar designation for our county in 2019. Um, they are actively working on developing developing arts and culture across the county in the great hometowns that we have here in Marshall County. Um, and so 
They are working. Marty Oosterbond is a communications um, and marketing subcommittee chair, and he sent out a press release and talked about uh, the nine goals that they are looking at, uh, which I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, which would, you know, benefit all of the communities in the county, not just Plymouth. And the committee members that they have put together include for Plymouth, Anna Kitzman from the Heartland Artist, George Stricker from Wild Rose Moon, and Dennis McKean from the Reese Theater. Down in Culver, they have Bob Norwalk and Adam Joyce from Culver Academies. At Bremen, they have Matt Van Soyce of, Bre of Bremen Community and Performing Arts Center. At Bourbon, they have Susie Setchel, Set, Setchel um, of Create Your Canvas, and it's mm. C-R-E, the, the number 8-U-R-Canvas, cool. Create Your Canvas. Yeah. In Argus, it's Angel Balsley of the Marsh County Fair Association and the Gallery on West. And in Donaldson, it's Joel Thomas uh, from Marion University at Ancilla College. And Adam Selner from Moon Tree. And these people are gathering and working on focusing on education, presence, engagement, empowerment, unity through diversity, and holistic health. And the primary function of this council is going to be to encourage communication and collaboration among artists, art organizations, and other cultural stakeholders in the county. And I know, you know, we've got two things actually coming up. One has been around for a while, uh, Art in the Street. And for some reason, I want to think this is about the seventh annual Art in the Street. That's coming up you might be right. on July 30th of this year. And then a brand new event is happening in Culver. It is called uh, Culver Paint Out. And it's, it's a going to be inviting a lot of different artists that will come to Culver September 23rd through the 25th, and they are going to be painting. You may have three or four artists, I'll say, sitting across the street from the root beer stand at the park side or over at Papa's side and doing whatever they do, mm -hmm. watercolors, right. uh, pen and ink, whatever, you know, regular paint, what a, painting, um pictures of sponsoring businesses we'll say sure um and the hope is that they actually may even expand out a little bit further um than just in culver so those are two upcoming programs they have and then they're also working on the renovations of the new bremen community performing arts center so just a heads up for people that we're going to become refined with art and culture here wow. good okay yeah. All right. Why don't we take our first break? We can do that. Okie dokie. Uh, we got a couple of things to give away. What do you want to give away first? Oh, bud, you're in control. Well, I don't care. <laughs> both both. That's prizes. what I told Bob yesterday. You're in control. It's dangerous to well, tell let's Bob do the, anything like that. Let's do the one that we the people are ready for on Friday. Pizza bills. That's yeah, what everybody's ready exactly. for on Friday. So I've got a fifteen dollar gift certificate from Pizza Bills. We're gonna give that. Uh, let me get a get the dice out. Get the dice out. Ouch! 
Um, oh, those those angry dice the bit angry you. Angry dice that always bite me. <laughs> the devil dice. Okay. Yes. We've got a fifteen dollar gift certificate at Pizza Pills. You can get candy. You can get pizza. You can get sandwiches. You can get salad. salad. You can get virtually everything. Gosh, I don't think they have the Cobb salad there though. You might not be able to get an SUV, <laughs> but they got a great either. chef so, salad there. Yeah. Yes, they do. So uh, we're going to give uh, that gift certificate away to caller number six at five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller, what did I say? Caller number six. six. Okay. Uh, good luck. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SUN for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code SUN. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SUN for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code SUN for a $5 bonus. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574 896 Apex. That's 574-896-2739. Give it up for Friday. Clap your hands on Friday. Let's dance. It's Friday. It's a happy Friday. The fifth day of the week. We will stick some things with glue. Draw some funny pictures too. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Rick! Rick! We got a winner! Rick! Rick is our winner. So Rick, enjoy, pizza your, pills. enjoy your pizza pills. Stay tuned. We have another hilarious prize coming up oh. <laughs> a little bit later so uh i think we gave a little clue to that earlier too yes we did it, but, but you know i like to pretend we have secrets here so, okay uh, there we go you and your secrets yeah me okay here we go oh wrong button 
Don't <laughs> don't anybody say anything yet, Stan. Just hold on. I gotta get on the right thing. <laughs> I started recording it like I was going I, to a go meeting. Go ahead, instead. talk. There's, there's no problem. Get, there. I have to get my clock hey, started. <laughs> nobody listens to me anyhow. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. We are with Stan Klotz. I would pretend this is home. (laughs) My wife's listening. (laughs) You better be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful. There's not going to be any dinner tonight. I love you, dear. (laughs) You better play it right now. We're just going out for dinner. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Stan, you are our Marshall County Commissioner in District 1, which basically is across the top half of the county. Um, Top third. You have, you're in your fourth year, mm-hmm. and you are up for re-election. So I know you've been around for a few years now, but just to let some of our maybe new listeners know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I am obviously my wife. I mentioned been married. We'll be married uh, forty-one years next month. I do know the date. Oh wow, that's good. <laughs> I'm it, impressed. But it doesn't matter to any of you. Uh, <laughs> we have four children between us. Uh, youngest one is 38 the oldest one is 52 wow i'm really impressed and and uh uh four grandchildren two in the area we see all the time the other two we don't like you don't get yeah you you have to drive around to find them but anyhow yeah well that's our that's our downfall is our two grandchildren in fort wayne because we live for the grandkids next time they next time they come to visit or we go see them yeah, definitely. And, and, and the youngest one's a little girl, four years old, and she really knows how to work, Grandpa. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Raising them right. Yeah, yeah. So before you became a county commissioner, tell us what you have done in your lifetime. Well, actually, I, my wife and I got married in 81, May of 81. I broke out on my own. Uh, I went to college for one year of business school. And matter of fact, I didn't even know at the time Jim Masterson went there the same time. Wow. But I really didn't know him. Up okay. South Bend. But anyhow, uh, I went one year. My father became ill. I've told you this before. Died at the, he'd been 41 day after his funeral. And there was seven of us kids at home with mom. I was 20 and running his brother's 10. So I took a year off. And obviously, like happens, I never went back. Got yep. involved in business and took care of the farm. And we had bills to pay off, and, and which we did. And... Uh, uh, in 77, I struck out on my own, bought my first truck, started a trucking company, and oh. for the most part, that's what I did for uh, until uh, May of last year, and I retired and sold every, sold everything off. Uh, in the process, I had a little used car lot, and I've got a, still got a property rental business and a few things, so I've been involved in other things, but generally, I mean, nobody's wrote me a paycheck since <laughs> mid-1977, <laughs> and so, it, it's been the other way, or I've been writing other people checks. <laughs> um, trucking company as in big semis yes yes big semis mm-hmm. um and yeah. you, like long haul trucking uh, or well more home inter- every night no 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 oh. both both okay. intermediate intermediate we never went really past the mississippi i okay. didn't want no part of anything out there <laughs> uh i didn't lose anything west of mississippi so so i never sent any of my guys out there so okay. it was mostly uh uh this area and south okay so <laughs> What led you? I mean, was retirement on the on the horizon, and you thought, "Well, I can't just retire and stay home with my wife. She's going to drive me crazy." So I've got to get. I, I, I think gotta... it's the other way around. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, that's true. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I watched and I got involved uh, about 
well, 13 years ago on county boards. Uh, Dennis Thornton mm-hmm. retired from the BZA and Plan Commission, come and asked me if I'd consider taking a receipt. And I did. And one thing led to another. And what really drove me to run the first time was uh, roads. I was sick okay. of it. I was sick of it. And I didn't see anybody doing anything. And uh, I made a commitment then that roads would be my main priority. They still are today, although there are other things in the county we need to be aware of. And, 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 but we, I guess when I see people talking, and they're correct, there's more than just roads in the county. But some people want to make it like it's a choice. It doesn't have to be a choice. I mean, I believe in Marshall County exceptionalism, Okay. I mean, I believe in being a cheerleader. I mean, you, you, I've been in your program before, yeah. and I've basically led the cheers for this highway yes, department. Yes, you have. Because of what they do. Matter of fact, I probably get them in trouble because I have such high expectations <laughs> that what I think they can do if we properly fund them. Okay. And and I don't think we've reached our potential. And I've said that, and it's frustrated some people. So have we not reached our potential because our our employees are not doing enough roads or because we not need to give them more money? Not our employees. They'll do what we can, okay? You remember everybody in the county now because it's election time. We're all conservatives, and boy, we're all for roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, at election time. Uh, I proposed a couple of weeks ago this art money, $5 million. Right, and I said at the time when I developed this, of course, this oil prices shot up and skyrocketed so fast, because I I kind of had this in my mind before this all happened, and the idea was to take that art money, and kind of earmark 120 miles. We're through a lot of the major arteries. There's still some mm-hmm. out there. The major arteries kind of been addressed a lot. Now we're down where I think things can go a little faster and get out in the lesser traveled. Uh, well, there's four or five homes on the road, but no truck other other than trash and farm trucks. There's no, you know, they're not the main arteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll go faster because you can do them quicker, and they're a little cheaper, so you can get more miles a year with your money. My proposal was, to, I thought we could do 120 miles of roads over the next two years on top of the normal road plan. Now that would that would that would require some overtime, some days of overtime, which I figured in. But about 120 miles, and I, my, my goal was 55, let's just go ahead and do 55, 60 miles a year in the next two years. If we do that, plus what Jason normally does, plus the community crossings, you know, you're going to see a next two years, you're going to see really a big turnaround. Okay, first thing I have to ask, how much overtime are you anticipating? Well, I, I said for a year to do 50 miles, if you just did it on this alone, uh, it'd take 14 days. About four miles a day, they can do a double. Uh, they can do a, a, a double chip and seal. Okay. If you do a straight seal, I helped them up on First Road when they did that flag form, and we did that. We did that uh, from Michigan, within a half a mile, three thirty-one, and then I forget which one of the machines broke down in about seven and a half hours. Seven hours. Okay. So you could actually, if you split that in half, four miles. You know, four miles each way, a double chip and seal. Right. You have cut down you one do side of the road and then back and, and, the other and way. And again, this is just a plan. I mean. So not, I don't go out and tell Jason, you know, take a hammer, beat him over head, and say, do exactly what I tell you. I need you need his input. He's the guy that knows the roads. He knows what's going to impact the most. So um, our, soon, I don't know when exactly, but soon our guy, our county guys are going to probably go back to the four ten hour days. Yes, I would imagine. I would imagine. So yes. that that 
Friday is your planning would your thought would be the overtime day? Or Yes, could be. Now let me back up. Jason Jason plans his schedules based on dollars and how things go and, and, right and now, weather. Yeah. This doesn't mean you have to have all them overtime days. Okay? He might be able to squeeze some things in here and there and pick up some of the days where they wouldn't be overtime because there's days I'll go back to 19, and you remember when I went to this, it's been a sore subject with some, when I went to the council and asked for that $600,000 in August, okay? Mm-hmm. And basically, while there was no official vote, it's pretty obvious nobody was interested in doing that. And they shut down the second week of February, or excuse me, the second week of September that year because they run out of money fixing roads. There was two months lost, okay? That was just one year. There's other years, he budgets his time of budgets to, to come out at the end of the year so guys ain't sitting there twiddling their thumbs. He may pull him off a day and do something else because he knows he's getting the work done. Or he may go, you know, gun-ho and keep going because mm-hmm. he wants to do more roads. So it's going to be up to his call. But I'm just saying, all I'm saying was giving him options. Um, and I guess, I mean, it's not been typical to mandate overtime no. out there no. Um, no. at the highway no. department. And but I'm not saying we have to. I'm just saying that would be one option. Okay. okay, that's and I will tell you after I come up with this, I didn't tell Jason ahead of time because, frankly, I don't want him in the middle getting muddied. And I will tell right. you back in August of 19, when I went to council, he and I that's one of the few times I ever did tell him ahead of time what I was doing. And I told him, I said, You want to go with me? You know, if you think you can duck fast enough, you can go with me, <laughs> you know. But I said, I don't want to drag you up there and both of us get muddied. I don't know how this thing's going to go. And I said, So if you're Unless you have a desire to go with me, just step aside. And I'll, I'll I'll take the heat for this on myself. And I and I know, um, and we've heard it since then uh-huh. that year. We've yeah. heard it, yeah, multiple times over yeah. that time. But that the council is more than willing to give Jason any money that he requests, but they want to see a plan. I, so I, it goes I, into I, that plan. Portion. I agree a hundred percent. But you've also heard time and time again that I don't have a plan. Okay. My plan is the funding. I've told it over and over. My job is the funding. Take that funding plan to the council, and I've done that several times. I've done it even in, in uh, January of 21. I made a, a motion at the commissioner's meeting to have Jason create a $2 million plan. What would it look like? I'm not saying we do it. I don't know what we can fund what we can't yet, but we've got to have a starting point. We've got to have the will. We've got to have the desire. And that's been my biggest thing, and I don't think at times we see it. I'm going to tell you right now, everybody's for roads, okay? We got the art money. I've suggested $5 million, and, and I'm not saying sacrifice everything else to do it. I, that's not what I'm going to do. Uh, and two other council members, uh, Councilman Hartman and Behannon, have suggested $6 million, okay? Right. Okay? Now, there, there's a little, I mean, there's room to negotiate here a little bit. But, you know, everybody's for roads. Step up. I'm challenging the other seven commissioners and councilmen. If you're really for roads, step up. Don't stand there and whine later because somebody's upset because you didn't fix roads. Step up right now. I'm challenging everybody. Although we've we have already committed because we had a presentation mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the fiber people, uh-huh. and so we had committed a million dollars to help fiber. Dollars. And there had been discussions with the sewer project. Uh-huh. Never a dollar amount well, was that, mentioned with uh, that originally. originally. The, the first number I heard was a million. Then it went to a million and a half, and now the last number was two. 
I don't have a problem. I've been very vocal that I support the sewer district going to the lakes. Okay? Past that, I want to see everybody that wants it have the option. So I think what we should do is determine what that dollar amount is to put that to get that sewer district up and running. I have a problem if we put extra money in that gives one district or another an sure. unfair advantage. Sure. Okay. I know I can see what you mean. So if it's gonna cost this much money to yeah. get the sewer district up started. Yes. That's not that's not necessarily that affects getting everybody. the put pipe in the ground, right. it's getting it organized right. and all of that. Then when we move on to getting the pipe in the ground, um, that's that, on that's on that. that area. We may have now, and I don't know because I thought there had been some discussion about using some of that art money with the idea that once the regional sewer district got going, that you could get some of your money back that you kind of loaned them to get started with. Um, I, I have I I wasn't on that committee, so I, I can't respond to that. I haven't heard that. Uh, I mean. Again, we haven't made a firm commitment, right? But we do have options. And then there is also—it's like what two million dollars that the county lost in 2020 yes. in revenues. That was uh, yeah, two point one was estimated mm-hmm. by and and Baker Tilly did that estimate, not yes, not the auditor going no, in no, and no, looking no, through no, the basically. books and everything, right? But, but that still because the rules kept changing. Uh, now we're allowed to use that our 8.9 any way we want. And let me point out, there's 2.1 million dollars nobody wants to talk about. And I, you, you heard me ask That's when the I said over money when right I now. said five when I said five million, I originally said two million. The two million they wanted to put the roads was brought up, a million for equipment, and the two million is not talked about. There's five million, and I'm not taking a dime away from anything else. Now we can have that discussion later. Is that dollar amount two million to set up the regional sewer district? I don't know if it's a million. I don't know if it's two million. But I think that's something we need to look at. I I, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but uh-huh. I will tell you that I sat at a city meeting mm-hmm. this week mm-hmm. where um, Linda Yoder from United Way and Community Foundation mm-hmm. came in and asked for twenty five percent of Plymouth's ARP money. They got 25% of Culver's ARP money already. I don't know what that dollar amount is. Well, Culver's was 75000 Plymouth's was 520000 which they haven't made a decision on. But she's going to come and ask for 25% of your ARP money, I would imagine, too. Well, in that plan, there was $300,000 for nonprofits. Well, this is for Blue Zones to create this new healthy programming in the county for every everywhere in the county and well I, I i yeah i don't know that much about that okay <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would need to hear the presentation but i would say three hundred thousand dollars for non-profits, for non-profits to was, assist them what, what and, i felt what i what i took it is even though it wasn't specifically said is to help like uh food banks uh uh 4-h boys and girls clubs things like sure. this that took a beating and that's how i that's in my mind that's maybe i'm wrong but that's kind of what i thought when we said non-profits okay that's kind of where i'm i was thinking i wasn't like in that two. i wasn't in that meeting <laughs> and, and, and frank, quite frankly i've been told the four individuals from the county that had these meetings they changed the rules at the last minute the federal government federal did. government and said yes. also now it's all free so one person I, i'm told said well wait a minute let's start over and see now the rules have changed and this is the best way to go because we 
we come up with the first plan based on the rules we thought we had to follow. So, so because at the council meeting they needed to get a plan mm -hmm. passed, the commissioners uh, right. executed a plan, right. which is very generic, right? Um, uh -huh. Because it has to be done by the end and, of this and month. And it had no dollar amounts because I questioned right. that. I would not. I was not interested in committing to them dollar amounts at this time. And and at the council <laughs> meeting, that's when Jesse Bohannon said, uh -huh. you know, everything has changed. Yep. So mm -hmm. maybe. The committee needs to sit down and look at this all over again. And they still have time. But the plan part um, is that we have to have, you know, the federal government says you got to have a plan and how you're going to spend your money. And so yeah. it's pretty generic. It's pretty that generic. Includes, it includes giving back to nonprofits, but it also hmm. includes giving back to the county for well, the and mon it, money it, that they've and lost. And it has $500,000 for the clock tower right? because now we can do that. We can either consider that, like you say, lost re part of the lost revenues. But under the new guidelines, or no, basically no guidelines, <laughs> yeah. under $10 million, you can use it any way you want, my understanding, on any kind of a general fund item, or, you know, general fund or rainy day item. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. And I think they were just trying to take the 500000 for the clock tower yeah. and use ARP funds to free up that money yeah. from rainy well, day and, or and, whatever. And that's another thing I've been saying all along. You've heard me say on your radio program, we got to keep our funds flexible. We need to keep our funds flexible. That's how we operate. And there's not a business out here that doesn't do, you know. It's it's just we need we need to act more like a business. So okay, let me see. Let me let me see my card here. Um, <laughs> led an increase in road repair spending by thirty percent in yes. twenty twenty one without yes. raising taxes. Yes. Can you explain? Explain to that was yes. basically was the extra the extra uh, implements and I'll, and I will tell you right now. The council and there's a lot of people deserve credit for that. Okay. You know, it's not just all me. Okay, but okay. I've been harping more and more and more and more. And the first two years, I didn't feel that attitude was there. In the last year, you know, there was more attitude there, more being done. And that was basically your uh, uh, your additional projects and things like that we did. Um, another thing on uh, what do you, what do you call these things on your advertising card yeah, your, is what card, I would, yeah. that mm -hmm. goes in the mail your mailer. to citizens. Prevented wasteful spending of forty to sixty million dollars over twenty years by stopping the jail expansion. Okay, we discussed this at Culver. You weren't there. I was asked a question similar about the jail. If we'd have built that jail, in let me back up. When this all started, we had all overcrowding in the jail. We was running right. 280s and 290s up to 308 one day uh, for one day high. We had to do something and all kinds of. Well, I, ACLU I, came down well, on us. So this, we is really... before, this is even before the ACLU. We had okay. to do something. We were told, and these guys were filing all these lawsuits. I mean, mm -hmm. we did not lose a one. Uh, there's another question. I mean, there's another story there. But anyhow, we did not lose a one. But the idea was to build a jail. And so we started moving forward, looking at the project. In November, December, we had a vote about moving forward. And we were told, legal advice told us, you can't sit here and sit on your hands and look like you're doing nothing because you're going to get hammered in these lawsuits if you do. you got to be looking, act, you know, show you're looking for a solution. So we had the discussion. I remember uh, t three commissioners, seven council members, seven of them were for building that big project, but we didn't have numbers on it yet. Two wanted to build a smaller project. At the time, boy, I hated to do that, but I didn't know what else to do. So we voted to get numbers because you can't make a decision without right. numbers, what exactly. this is going to cost. When the numbers come out late in 19, uh, 
I about freaked out because all the talk was, well, 20, I think it was 21 million to build at that time, 28 total with interest to bond it over 20 years. Well, and that's all we talked about. The problem is you got to staff it. And everybody said, if we build it, we're going to fill it. So there's going to be at least another 200 prisoners in there because if we didn't change, we're, we're not having the success that we had today. Because The only reason we're having the success that we have today is because we changed. The judiciary operations, is operations how, how yeah. they do business. Okay, we added the fourth court. So if you add, and the sheriff was sitting there Monday night, uh, Culver, a week ago, Monday night, across from me, and I explained this. I said, if, if you have to staff it, that's a million dollars a year to staff it properly according to state guidelines if you can find the help there's 20 million dollars over 20 years on top of the 28 if you got another 200 prisoners well you said we're going to fill it well it's a 330 bed addition so if you had another at least just i'm just figuring 200 prisoners at five dollars a day which right now the sheriff i think feeds them just a hair less than five dollars a day but at 200 prisoners that's a thousand dollars a day that's three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars a year that's $7.3 million over 20 years. We're at $55 million right there. And we haven't paid a utility bill. We haven't paid medical bill for 200 prisoners sitting in there, you know, for 20 years. I mean, $60 million was probably cheap. Okay. Um, but you would agree, too, that you didn't stop the jail expansion on your own? Uh, yes and no. Okay. I would say I I would say I would say if I wasn't here it would have happened. Okay? Okay. But I don't deserve the credit for all that. That I've told that judiciary deserves the credit. I will t- <laughs> You were around when I first brought up the idea and announced it in January that the uh court services are coming. It wasn't well received at first because there was a lot of unknown and there was a lot of fear of what you know of the unknown. Uh by the time they got here in March, was it 6th or something like that? I forget the exact date of that year. I mean, everybody come to the table. Everybody come to the room. And I can tell the Marshall County taxpayer, you can be proud of these people. They stepped up and they did their jobs. There was no egos. It was how can we make this work? And this is the result of theirs, what they've done, uh, their, their attitude and their work ethics, what we've done out there. And it's not just the judges. And the probation, it's all the staffs. Everybody mm-hmm. deserves credit, okay? I don't deserve the credit for the success we've had. Now, I will tell you, if I wasn't here, I truly believe that jail had been built. It had been done. It had been signed. Okay. You know, if I wouldn't have brought court services up here. But, it, and, and like you said, with what was we did yep. by, absolutely. Uh, in fact, probation hired somebody that goes out to the jail and if, yep. Yep. Somebody yep. That was part is of the like program. a first timer, and it's well, a minor offense. They and can I, get out without a bond to try and keep the population well, down. Yes, they do assessments now, mm-hmm. and they did it before, but I don't know how quite all that worked. But now there's an assessment done, so that judge has the background, criminal history. Was this a one-time dumb mistake, or is this a pattern? So he knows when that person comes in what his lifestyle has been like. Uh, I will say one thing else the public can be proud of is the fact that none of that was done at the sacrifice of public safety. That was always top priority. If we're going to do this, we got we can't sacrifice public safety to do it. And I think that uh, you know we've been really fortunate. We haven't with what's we haven't. going on. And, and I will and I will tell you too, the judges, the judges all deserve a lot of credit and their staff, probation, the uh, uh, 
Community Corrections uh, Prosecutor's Office. I don't think people realize, and I didn't realize, uh, one of the key individuals in this has been the prosecutor and the work he's done. So uh, not that he was the only one. Everybody deserves credit. But the prosecutor is kind of that middle guy between everybody that keeps everything, you know, gets everybody together and keeps everything right, flowing. Right, keeps them so he, all talking. He, he, and he and, his, he and his staff deserve a lot of credit also. So the next thing on your card uh, is led the county in saving over $1.2 million on health insurance premiums. Yes. And this, the, something like this came up recently. There was a comment in one of the commissioner's meetings yes. without m any explanation yes. and no rebuttal. So well, I, 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 I have I, the numbers. I will tell you right here, I can't believe, and I made that comment on your radio program, what, six months ago, six, eight months ago? That's when I made that comment because you asked me to talk about next year. I said, no, we need to run more like a business. And I went back to this just as an example. In 2019, when we started doing the budget, we were told, we were told uh, our health insurance cost because we had Anthem every year. That Anthem is going to cost us $1.4 to $1.5 million. Now, this is just the commissioner's part of the budget. There's also the highway department. There's also the sheriff's department that their health insurance comes out of their own budget. That's not under, under my jurisdiction as far as the budgeting. Having said that, they do, when we negotiate a deal, they operate off our deal with whoever mm -hmm. we make the deal with. My comment was we went in there pretend, pretending or expecting to spend $1.4 million. That's what we budgeted. And, and if you look at the budget worksheets, uh, you'll see that. At the end of the year, we switched to United. And, well, the first day, the first meeting we had, we went in and sat down. And we started going through all this. And I'm sitting there going, I looked at it, and it just didn't make sense to me. I said, wait a minute. Fifteen minutes of that meeting, I said, wait a minute. We got insurance plans way overpriced. The employees can't afford, especially the family plan. Yes. And we're going to sit here and do the same thing again without questioning anything? I mean, am I the only one to see something wrong with this? And kind of took a little pause. And then, if you, I don't know if you probably don't remember this, but the next commissioner's meeting, I announced at the end of the meeting under comments, if this is, I mean, this is my first meeting, my first go around with this, but if this is the direction we're going to go, I can't support this. I can't do this to the employees, and my vote will be no on that insurance plan. So a couple weeks later, our insurance guy called us with some other options because my understanding up to that point, we just only checked with Anthem. We didn't do anything else. And then whatever increases they had, basically all or all most got thrown on the backs of the employees. Well, it got to where they couldn't afford their health, the family plans. So when we switched at United the, that year, where we appoint, uh, appropriated $1.4 million, we spent $901,000 for health insurance under the commissioner's item, not, not, including, not including the oh, okay. sheriff's department. If you look at the budget card and go to the auditors, $901,000 under the commissioner's item. Okay, because it just comes out all from the insurance company it all comes as a big lump total yes i've got the whole yes, thing yes yes and th and that's probably accurate but i'm just saying what i what i said was when you compare apples to apples okay we appropriate 1.4 million dollars think that's what we're going to spend and we wind up because we changed and questioned things nine hundred one thousand dollars is what we spent plus if you run the family plan you got over six thousand dollar reduction in your contribution 
to your own health insurance plan. It's like a $6,000 raise. Now, I think there's a bigger question here. Number one, if I wasn't up for election, that wouldn't even be brought up. It's just petty politics at its finest. And, and two, why didn't somebody do this before I got there? I, I have to say, for years, the county's health insurance has been... I, I, I remember back to the years where they paid a dollar. A dollar, yeah. Yeah, and to have health insurance for me, the some, whole year, they and some paid people a dollar. Have, and some people have reminded me of that. <laughs> um, and that's changed a little bit, but yeah. not... I, I don't know what the employee pays now, but I don't think well, it's I, outrageous. No. And, and, you know, some people say, because when we did that, we focused on the family plan because, like I said the other night, right. before this started in 19, I got a call from a supervisor in the sheriff's department. I'm not going to name names. and said, are you going to be able to do with health, anything with health insurance? Because if not, I've got at least one, if not two employees that are going to a neighboring county because they can't afford to show their families here. I've, I, and I've definitely heard that the family insurance it was, was horrible. just outrageous. It, it, was, it was like $13,000 or better. Yeah, so it, it, it forced the spouse to carry the insurance, you know, it, it, on their it, family, it, it, on their plan, wherever they were. It forced other options somewhere yeah. else or whatever it was. Yeah, but, but it made it really difficult. Is, and the thing of it is, the only thing, the only thing we, we uh, the only thing they sacrificed was $300 in deductible. Well, if you're going to save me six grand. And I'm only t- running the risk on $300 more deductible. I'll take that all day long. I think the bigger question is, why, did, why, did, why, was, why wasn't this looked at before? I mean, it just didn't seem to me like we had a, a bid process here. I don't know what was going on. I wasn't there. But I just know when I, when I come into office and looked at it, people made me very aware of it. And believe me, once I got elected, <laughs> they made me very aware of it. And, and I just looked at them thinking, you know, I've had employees, and I furnished them health insurance and stuff. And I, I just... I believe, I believe you deal with people. You want to deal with friends. You want to try to do your business local as much as possible. But there's got to be some accountability. You got to have a. You got to bring competition in it to get your best prices. I don't care whatever it is. One of the other things that is really hot right now has to do with the jail bond refinancing. Yes. So we we talked about this actually yesterday on the yes. show, and he had a caller who wants wants me to get. Actually, I called Todd Samuelson and left mm-hmm. a message to see mm-hmm. if I could get him to come in and and talk to us about what's going well, on. I will tell you now, I'm a simple guy. <laughs> okay. I'm a simple guy. Oh, well, the guy who called was simple. He goes, there's three options. You do nothing, and yeah. this is what the results will be. You refinance, and we have to pay it for five years, and uh-huh. this is what the results will uh-huh. be. You refinance, and you negotiate in an early out, and this is what... Our impact is going to be basically. Here's what I'll say: Only in government would you would you pay one hundred sixty thousand dollars to save less money, and that's what it boils down to. Okay, if we pay the one hundred sixty thousand dollars refinance, all we're doing all we're doing is lowering the rate. Okay, the original the original uh, uh, payoff for this year in August, which we can't do now because we don't have legislations in place, is is four point. Three? Five million well, thirty thousand. No, yeah, yes, but net. Here's where here's what come in. When they made that presentation, the council said, you know, I wouldn't second the motion, I wouldn't vote for it, refinancing, because I'm sitting there and she's telling us there's two hundred and sixty six thousand dollars savings for five years. I'm sitting there going, Something's wrong. I don't know what, but something's wrong. Well come to find out, we have a one point one million dollar what I call an escrow debt service. It's our money. Whenever that's paid off, we get that money. So the net okay. payoff's not five point whatever it was. It's actually about four point three. 
a million one less. But that escrow amount was figured in the savings. Our money is giving us back our money is not a savings. Okay? Here's where the simple part comes in. When I'm a simple guy, she told us $266,000 a year in savings. Okay? Right. It's a little over $1.3 million over five years by her numbers. Okay? But $1.1 million of that is our money. So actual savings is two hundred and roughly $30,000. Okay? Now we're going to pay one hundred six or whatever the fee is. And, and I'm a little confused on this. They keep talking about where this fee's taken out of. I know we got to pay it, you know, to to do that. So I know. I and know. she kept saying, well, at the at the council meeting, uh, she said that basically it was net. So yeah. the fee was not no. calculated. The, the fee was paid for and taken care of, and this was your actual result. I I never seen that paper, so I I, I that's why I tell, I admit I'm a little confused by that. My point is, it really doesn't, to me, it really doesn't matter. We're sitting on nine point, what was it, $9.6 million right now? And the payoff would be this year, 4.3, roughly. I mean, next year, now we can't pay it off next year because we got to get that legislation in place. Senator Mishler has said he would like to come sit down with us this summer and look at it. My understanding, Representative Jordan said he was willing to do the same thing. I take them at their word. And they want to help us find a solution. So why are we why are we refinancing when we're sitting on the cash and we pay no interest at all? What's the argument we're making for this? Cash flow and savings interest. Number one, there's no bigger there's no bigger ca- bigger savings than no interest at all. You heard my comment, zero yeah. percent is what I like at the mean. And number two, there's no better cash flow than no debt at all. And, and and the kicker is once we get all said and done, now we got to pay for, we got to pay for, and I have to look and make sure we got to pay for uh, the new consoles at the jail right. out of that fund. Six hundred thousand. Yeah, seven hundred thousand. Whatever I forget the total because we added the oh, one at, at one, one, yeah. we added the one at the uh, county building also. So I forget the numbers with the uh, maintenance agreements and everything. But you're close. Depending on that. We're still going. If we do all this, we're going to have a minimum of four to five million dollars balance. How much is enough? I mean, how much is enough? Well, it, it just depends if we can get the legislation. Well, nobody's passed. No, I, nobody's arguing to do that. I take them to their right. word, and they said they're willing to help us. So I take them to their word. So I'm not willing to go out here and spend one hundred sixty thousand dollars on a whim. And even if, even if we go refinance and, and put that, put that, uh, uh, what do you call it, that that uh, opt out clause in there in a year or two the interest rate's going to go up i mean these nobody's going to loan us that money for a year without making money they're going to cover their their backsides right so you can't count on that cheap interest rate if we have an opt-out in and opt-out early so i'm just looking at i'm thinking you know it just makes more sense you know pay it off i mean ride the wave and see what happens because while you have a vote in the house from Senator or from Representative Jordan, and you have a vote in the Senate. No, <laughs> but we don't have all those other people. I mean, what at the whole state? There's two or three other individuals that have said from outside this county they would support us, helping us. 
Okay. But there's still a lot more votes right. than that. that could. And you know what? And what if their counties are so struggling too? Say, whoa, whoa, why, why are we helping them and we're not well, doing this no, for no, us? Nobody's helping us. They can do it for themselves too. We're not getting anything from the state. We're not getting financial no, aid or anything. Exactly. We're, we're, it's just getting a piece of legislation. And, and basically our, our legislation mirrors Elkhart County except for the fact that if we pay ours off, our jail, our, our rate goes away. We can't do that. Let me let me throw out another thing, you know, and you heard me say it two years ago when I started looking at this on this jail. That jail tax, which is a quarter percent of your county income tax, is uh, raises up roughly three million dollars a year. It's went up and up and up and up. Because more we have more people working uh, right now. Can you imagine what last Mc, year was McDonald's three, is paying fifteen dollars an well, hour and your now? Rev, yeah, it <laughs> increases your revenues. Right. Last year was three point eight. It was unbelievable. Now we can't count on that. That was the uh, 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 reality's got to sink back in. Yes, eventually. <laughs> okay. So, but my proposal was, if we're not going to give you back, cut the rate. Yeah, if we're not going to cut the rate. I mean, if we're not going to give you back, the. Uh, uh, the revenues, like we said, take them away. That's just cut the rate. If we take and cut that rate, which I've argued, you heard me argue before, it's use three hundred three million dollars the revenues at a twenty percent cut. You still generate two point four million dollars, and the bonds paid for. And how much are we using this year out okay, of the? I, I can't tell you exactly, but here's what it is. At the three million dollars, when the bonds, when the bonds, being paid. It's a little over $1.1 million for that bond payment, which leaves $1.8 to $1.9 million operational costs. Now with a tax cut, we've got $2.4 million operational costs because we don't have a bond payment to make. So we've actually got a half million dollars more in operational costs. And I, I know Senator Missler, I, I believe, is in favor of looking at a tax cut because they did it downstate, and he kind of likes the idea. I mean... Who cuts taxes? And I think you've figured this at somewhere at 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 a general. I and I can't remember what it was. Twenty dollars an hour or something. What yeah. the impact would actually be to the general citizen in this county? Hundred dollars, roughly in a year. Right at hundred dollars a year. So if you get a tax cut, it's minimal. It's twenty dollars. You're paying eighty instead of a hundred at, at basically twenty dollars or forty thousand dollars salary. Okay. Okay. So it's minimal. Here's my point. I hope we're going to hear this Monday. I talked to Greg Hildebrand back in, in uh, the week of Thanksgiving. I went out there after we talked about uh, uh, yeah, the buildings they built. Uh, the manufacturing centers. Yes, the manufacturing centers. I said, Greg, I got a problem. He goes, what's that? And I said, well, uh, the shell buildings. I said, I'm not against shell buildings. Don't take this the wrong way. But we have no labor force to staff them. Nobody's coming if we can't don't have a labor. So I said, I think we're getting the cart before the horse here a little bit. And I talked to him a little bit, and I'm hoping that's what this he's coming for Monday, his presentation. And I said, he said, well, what do you got in mind? I said, I'd like to see us have a more wider approach to this problem to where we bring in education, night classes or whatever, and we train our, we train, give people the opportunity to be trained and fill the needs of our businesses, Okay. Make this county grow. Because right now, I told him, I said, nobody's coming in here. First question they're asking, I'm sure, is how's your labor situation? Because that's what the main problem for business is. And he said, you're right. You're right. And I said, if we can do that, we can grow this county because we got two choices. With inflation coming up, 
our cost to operate and provide the service that people want are going to go up. Mm -hmm. So do we want to have responsible growth or do we want to raise taxes? I'll tell you what I want. I want responsible growth. And I want to do it through, through it have to be a multi-pronged approach. Now the Stellar Awards touches on housing. We've got some housing projects going on. It's going to take housing. It's going to take a variety of, of ideas to make this work. But if we can grow this county, I mean, we lost the last census of 1,000 people in this county from 47 roughly to 46,000. Wow. If we can grow this for county and staff these businesses, we can bring more high-end businesses in. And, you know, you can teach welding. You can teach whatever, you know, the need is. But I told him, he said, well, they've got a committee called the Lifetime Learning Network is looking at this program. I think uh, there's multiple people around here looking at it. I believe Jeremy uh, that point jeremy riffle was kind of oh, lead over guy triton. over at triton mm -hmm. which jeremy is a great guy i mean i trust him going out looking at it. i've talked to jeremy just briefly uh, a couple months ago about it and he's excited about it and i said i said i am willing as a commissioner to support your efforts i know it's going to take maybe some efforts financial support to get it off the ground if you can bring me a plan and show me where you can benefit citizens of this county by through training raise their skill levels you know help i want some business people involved i want a public private partnership if we're going to do this this is my idea me just me thinking so i know we're addressing the needs of these businesses because i know they'll get on board there's several around here will get on board in a heartbeat to help us because it's in their best interest it's just we can't pick, get people to go to work now we want them to go to school well <laughs> it's like uh and and are we making them pay to go to school or, or well, do we that, offer them free training and then well, in exchange i think that you have to work at this place that basically paid for your service for so long. I know there's some going on in other counties. I know in Elkhart County that businesses are stepping up and paying for help paying for these people to come to these classes. Also, I have a rental business. I rent to college kids at Ball State. So anybody going to Ball uh -oh. State, call me. <laughs> I got one graduating. Will no. you keep him? Too late. <laughs> Too late. Hey, hey, hey! If you pay the price, I'll keep him as long as you want. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, uh, kids go away and we went and i told greg that day and, and, and we both agreed we have what they call a brain drain kids leave here and never come back because we don't give them reason to stay or to come back so i mean we just got to change our mentality but you're right i mean we pay people too long to work hopefully that's going to change or to not work yeah. hopefully that's going to change yes. but if you give the people go out take better care of the families which increase the more they make the more revenues we get you know right and i believe we make investments where we make investments it should be whether it's a lakes or regional sewer district, we make investments where we're going to return on our money. I mean, run it like a business. Look at look at the return to help us. Wouldn't it be great to go to, like I said, north end of the county, south end of the county on 31, east and west on 30, and put up big builders and stuff? Come live, work, and play in Marshall County where we cut your taxes. We provide, you know, and draw people in here. I, I think it's, I, I think it's a 10-year plan. I mean, at minimum. But I think it's got to start somewhere if we want to keep this county going forward. I do think that the schools are doing more. <laughs> they are. To they, train are. high some school students are. coming mm -hmm. out with, uh, that they can step into the workforce. Um, they, much more than they were doing before. just a few years yes, before. You're right. Um, which, it, it has a, a, a more positive impact. Yes. Um, on, and, you know, the sheriff actually brought up a small work release program yes. where he is now interested in some of our inmates who have been sentenced uh -huh. and are out there. Those would be your level sixes. 
of actually doing work release and they went and worked a job during the day well, or work, work, wherever work buyers has a good track record of doing he's this. already doing it with he's all already doing it because yeah. and and the businesses want his people because they're drug tested right and they're clean and they've got a reason because if they don't if they don't show, show up, up they're, they're going back to jail that's right <clears throat> so there's an incentive there for him so i'm just saying this is kind of lofty goals there's nothing going to happen overnight uh you know, I told people four years ago it'd take five years with roads to turn the corner, but somehow people forgot and thought immediately every road is going to be fixed, you know, and that's <laughs> just not going to be the case. It's it's a long, long term to how to move this county forward in my mind. And, again, a lot of us going to get back to uh, I appreciate Greg and, and the work he's done and Jeremy and these guys. are. I know they've been meeting, talking about this, and I'm just excited. I just told him, look, all I want to see is if we're going to make an investment in this, I want to see some businessmen on this committee that can look me in the eye and tell me this is self-sustainable. This is not going to be a rat hole for taxpayer money, and we're going to benefit the citizens of this county. So I, I, you're thinking that we're going to have to put some ARP money into that? No. 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 <laughs> well, are we going to put some county money into that to I, help I, it? or are I, you, are you, I, I'm, I'm, You're not? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying I'm open to support it. It may take that. Okay. It may take. I don't know. We don't know until the plan comes out. I, so I, to say we're going to – I told him right up front, I said, I'm willing to support it, but I'm not willing to give you a blank check, you know, anybody a blank check with taxpayer money. So I need – I know it takes money to get it off the ground, but uh, – One last thing I'm going to ask ahead. you because it just hit me. Um, community Resource Center. I'm not in favor of it. Okay. And I'll tell you why. There's been a problem ever since then, and right now, ever since they built that, there's been issues with the, with the sewage. It's a great location for the county. But I'm not in favor of that building. If we're going to use that for a program, I think we need to look some other options. Uh, I think it wind up being a rat hole for money, and uh, because of the issues, yes, the, I, I, it just scares me half to death. And and I, I think the cost would be too high. I don't I don't know what the end goal is. I believe that the uh, uh, I'm totally in favor. I mean, we're paying about sixty thousand dollars there for rent. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm totally in favor of looking for options. I've said that all along. We should look for options to quit paying rent, whether it's whether it's for the prosecutor. Buy or build, basically. Whether it's for the prosecutor, whether let's look at what. And if, we, and if you do build, and I'm not saying now you can in this climate because oh, yeah. of uh, the cost. It may not pencil out, but I'm just saying look at options. Uh, right now, I, I you buy that building, I think, I think the overhead is going to be so high, and I don't think some of the people in there is going to stay because you can't tell me. I think it's St. Joe's in there. Yeah. Now that they own LifePlex, you really think they're going to rent off us? <laughs> I mean, that makes no sense. Well, they're sense. getting rid of everybody, so well, who but knows? I'm just saying, yeah. They may have plenty of room out there. Yeah, you're right. So I'm just saying, in, in okay. my opinion right now, I, I agree with looking at all options. It is an option, but I'm just not in favor of that one. And, and plus, on top of that, I will tell you, every place I go, whether it's Culver, Bourbon, I had my own meeting out here at Plymouth, at Christos, everybody's telling you one thing. They, they want roads to be the top priority. And they don't want a jail pod. They want solutions. And that's the two main things affecting people. They don't want us buying buildings or anything else and taking money away from this other stuff. They want us to focus on what they think is important. And I'll be honest with you, I work for the public. And I, I, I agree with them. Okay, we're out of time. So what do you tell them? You got 30 seconds. Well, I will tell you. <laughs> what do you tell them? Boy, nothing like pressure. <laughs> uh, I, I would just say, you know, people's going to have a choice. People's going to have a choice. Do you want conservative values? Or do you want uh, establishment? And and uh, 
I believe. I mean, I think I have a track record. You can see what I've done. You see what I pose for. We didn't even talk about the 11 new trucks that I canceled the order on because <laughs> it was a want, not a need. You know, I'm going to look at after every tax dollar. I'm going to try to do what the public wants, and I'm going to try to make sure we're uh, making good, sound business decisions with your tax dollars. So if you agree with me, and like I say again, my roads is my first priority, but we really need to keep focused on the judiciary and help them succeed. I mean, I, I, I can't tell people enough how happy I am with the job they've done. And my time's up, so thank you. <laughs> I, I, I can take a, you don't have to kick me, I can take a hint. This is about the first time I've had to like, like say something to somebody. <laughs> Wrap it up. Thanks, Dan, for coming Thank you in. very much for having me. <laughs> Appreciate it. You tell me to wrap it up all the uh, time. Yeah, I tell every, you. Every I give day. you that credit, man. Wrap you know it up. She can kick me over here. She can't kick you across <laughs> the counter. That's why I sit behind the console. Right. You're a smart man. I, I try to be. We have a prize uh, to give away. Yes, we do. I've got uh, comedy tickets uh, coming up. The American Legion Post 27. If you're listening to us earlier, they have a uh, yeah, comedy night. Yeah, Saturday, I think uh, it is. April 23rd. Yes, it's, it uh, is. Two shows. It, uh, I'm going to tell you. I don't know that you clarified that when you were talking with Ken. Um, they did two shows a, a few, I don't know, a few weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. And um, they did a clean show and a dirty show. <laughs> okay. Well, I, he, yeah. He, and the he, clean show had 30 people in it. And the dirty show had 90 people show okay, up for now, it. Okay, now we, we need to, to so, clarify clean and dirty, too, because... <laughs> this w- is going to have bad language One in man's triple X is another man's G. Well, so, I don't you know. know. I, I yeah. just... I, I don't know how you do that, but it's not family friendly, okay? <laughs> how about that? It's not G-rated, and it's not PG-rated. Well, you, you don't want to bring an eight-year-old, no. I'm but, guessing uh, that we're going in the R category and above, possibly. Yeah, I, okay? I guess. So I, I just want to give people the heads up. I, but if you want to have some fun and laugh your head off. Um, oh, my gosh. Can you remember going to the Funny Bone? And, like, you know, if you, had, if you had to get up and go to the bathroom, you might as well just know the sign is on your back, baby, oh, yeah. that yeah. you're going to get picked on. No, so. we used to go uh, go a lot. Um, they had two locations up there. We went Sh- at Scottsdale. 100 Center, and then they moved to Scottsdale later on. But, That's where I went, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Think only, we, I think we only went twice, but it, but it was fun. And so... I just want to give the heads up that this is going to be a risque show. All so, right. Yeah. Well, well, we got two tickets. Uh, got and the two tickets. tickets. Are 15 bucks a piece. So right. that's a $30. Um, there's a 7 o'clock show and a 9.30 show. Uh, it's Saturday the 23rd. And uh, obviously, well, we shouldn't worry about it. People can make their own choices. you got to be 21. There you go. Um, obviously, because you're, you know, alcoholism going to be available and all that stuff so you must be 21 to uh, have these tickets and we are going to roll it up ah almost fell off those dice my fatness <laughs> held it on the table uh six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six bless you five seven four nine three six four zero nine six caller six is uh gonna get a couple of tickets to uh, Comedy Night at Post 27, so good luck. 
You want to know what's going on in Marshall County? Just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574 896 Apex. That's 574-896-2739. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Time to bang some drums. Um, I know we had somebody win these, but I'm not sure. We had the winner, but I don't. We'll get the secretary. Will let us know. So, uh, um, one thing I do want to say. Okay. We're gonna get out of here. Oh, okay. Because it's Good Friday. All right. Yeah. Can you look up Peter? Here comes Peter Cottontail. Are you kidding me? Really? While you're looking at that, um, I did have one of our listeners stop in, I think it was last week actually, and um, said that if you go the speed limit on Michigan Street between the viaduct and, um, I'm trying to think the furthest stoplight to the north, well it would be, well it would be there by the bank way up north i'm not sure if it was there or the or the mcdonald's stoplight right there but if you basically go the speed limit which is about 30 to 35 that you can drive straight through and not hit a stoplight i would contend that (laughs) but that's okay okay well i haven't actually technically tried to do that but i would i would contend well they did it I think they I think they stopped in and saw me on Friday. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm they not did doubting. it on Friday, which would be to me a busier day. And I want to say it was like early afternoon. Yeah. Uh, you know now, now. I'm not trying to say it's not right. It's it was kind of funny when I drove into work this morning. Here it is, Good Friday, and there is not a car on Michigan Street when I came through the downtown blocks, like. Whoa! It, good Friday. There's nothing going on, but we're here. Well, I uh, you can rely on us. It's one of those things that uh, 
I would. Uh, I got to do my own research on that. Okay, well, you try that sometimes. Do my do it's, the uh, my own research. It's a little hard for you when you walk. I don't. Places, I don't but, really um, drive anymore. Yeah. To be honest with you, but uh, I don't even know what I was going to say after that. I just want to get. Do you ever do that? You start and you know, uh, and then just uh, yes. Wait a minute. Yes. I was actually in the process of saying it and I, forgot. I, I think I was going to say something, but yeah. what was it? Um, I do want to say uh, or remind folks that tonight the Plymouth Wesleyan Church is having a drive through only. I was misinformed by somebody in this building. It is a drive through only fish fry. It's a Tyner Oddfellow fish fry out right. of the Wesleyan Church today. Um, dinner includes fish, fries, coleslaw, and a dessert. They're serving from 4 until 7 p.m., and tickets are $12 a piece. So if you're looking for something to do for dinner tonight. Yes, it was me. <laughs> it's a drive through only fish fry at Plymouth And then Wesleyan he turns Church. away, and I see tire tracks on his back. So there, there you go. <laughs> um, um, then also. Do all his shirts have the tire track on up, the back? <laughs> <laughs> also. Um, uh, do want to let folks know that the Plymouth Elks Lodge is open tonight. They are serving to the public. Uh, they are having all-you-can-eat fish. They also are hosting jumbo shrimp tonight. A combination of fish and shrimp. And they're going to have beef and noodles. Dinners are twelve ninety-five. Include your choice of salad, potato, and dessert. They also have a fish basket or a cheeseburger basket for ten ninety-five. Those also include your choice of salad, potato, and dessert. They're serving from 5 until 8 p.m. out at the Plymouth Elks Lodge. So you don't have to be a member. Everybody's welcome. Come check them out. Very good. Uh, caller is... That's the new language I've invented, Kathy. They've been working on it for caller. years. We have a caller and caller. Uh, you are on the air. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hirsch, oh, how are you? Know, you? I... Hi, Hirsch. I got something right here in my hand. Hirsch. What? I got a piece of paper about a big Mother's Day raffle that FOP Lodge 195 is doing. Oh, I thought you had some money for us for raffle tickets. <laughs> so, hey, first and foremost, let me say I want to uh, extend everyone. I hope everybody have a great Easter weekend with family and friends. Remember what Easter is all about. Very uh, good, yes. Sometimes, sometimes we forget in the hustle bustle of what we're doing. But uh, please, uh, just everybody have a great time with family and friends. Now, Kathy, back to you. Okay. Plymouth FOP okay. Lodge. You're doing, is this your second annual or third? Okay, this is our second. Well, is it our second? See, I think it's longer than... He's I, learning I, my language. Okay, when you get my age, you forget, okay? <laughs> yeah, we get it. I think, I think we've been putting on a Mother's Day raffle for several years. And actually, I'd have to get a hold of John Weir because he heads it up, and he does a fabulous job. i got to give him and the FOPS give him the credit for putting this together and... Um, making this uh, raffle happen. Okay, with that attaboy given, um, 
we've been putting on the Mother's Day raffle for several years. Last year it came up, why not donate the money, the funds, for cancer? Okay. And last year, last year was very successful. We were able to give each organization $1,000, which $1,000 might not seem like a lot, but at day's end, every little bit helps these organizations. Yep, exactly. Okay, so this year, we decided to do it again, and actually, we had a meeting last night, we voted on it, we're going to do the same thing we did last year, but we added a new organization. Okay. Uh, and... We will be giving funds to Relay for Life, Ounce of Prevention, and Marshall County Hospital. Very good. Okay. And the thing is, and the thing you have to think about, is cancer affects all of us in one way or another. Whether it be a friend, whether it be a relative, and several of our FOP members have been affected by cancer, whether it be having cancer themselves and or uh, family members or friends. Correct. Uh, my mom um, passed away with cancer, which was probably one of the biggest shocks of our life. Um, it was just a shock because she was misdiagnosed. Okay. And... Um, we use Marshall County Hospice. I'm going to tell you right now, we can't speak highly enough of not only their staff, but the doctors and the facilities that mom ended in um, for the best care that I can talk about. It's not a nursing home, but it's called Racklin House, and it's in Mishawaka. But enough said about that. We're selling 600 raffle tickets at $5 a piece. Okay. And total prize package is just under $1,500. And here again, I don't have the paperwork with I me. do. Okay, rat, rattle it off, Kathy. Okay, from Essence Spa and Salon, it's a spa day plus 10 salt room sessions, a $320 value. From Car Wash at 821, it's a car detail and eight premium car washes for $375. There is a massage by Allie for $100. Uh, a new store in town, Ivy Terra Plant Cafe, has a $100 gift certificate available. The Swan Lake Resort has a night stay and a gift card with two four. Two two dash four rounds of golf. What does that mean, Herschel? There's two certificates with four rounds of golf oh, with a cart. Okay, with a cart. That's over a two hundred and fifty dollar value. Easily. BP gas card has a hundred dollar gas card there. The brass rail, a fifty dollar gift certificate. Ten pizzas, large pizzas from Pizza Hut for a hundred dollars. A Yankee candle. For $25, a Planet Fitness bag, bottle, and towel, and a basket by Simply Stated Gifts. Yep. Those are the prizes so, in this one large winner. Yeah, and it, like you said, it's close to $1,500. 
Uh, I will tell you, tickets are going fast. Uh, I just walked into a business and, without even asking, sold 25. Okay, <laughs> I, guess I, did. I guess I did ask. But um, if anybody would like a ticket, and Kathy, I haven't asked if you would do this, but would you please contact radio station at 926 sure. Leave your name, and we will get the tickets up there, or we will deliver them to you. Um, but it's a great cause. It is a wonderful cause. And once again, I got to give credit to uh, John Weir, um, you know, and the three organizations that uh, we're giving money to. But John Weir, our Plymouth FOC Lodge 195, that's selling tickets and other members of the community. Um, it's just great. So I'll probably call in again next week to tell you where we're at on the tickets. They'll go fast. Oh, they are. They're going fast. I just talked to John Weir. Out of 600 tickets, we had 150 last night. I think he said 150. And he was delivering 150 today, and they will probably be gone by the weekend. Uh, I'm sitting on about 50. So uh, if you want tickets, call in right away, and we'll get them to you. Very so good. Thanks, everybody. Great Easter. Thanks, Kathy, for all you do. Thanks, Hirsch. Okay. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> okay, that's who? Me. Oh. My sister. Oh. Even black and white. <laughs> it, that's probably taken on one of those old-fashioned Polaroids where it like yeah. zooms out the bottom. That's me and my sister in our Easter dresses. I posted this. It was a repost on Facebook. Because it is Good Friday, and yes, that means it is. it is Easter weekend. Yes, it is. And we talked a little bit yesterday about um, dress, you know, dressing up for Easter. I used, you know, mm-hmm. I had the little hat and the gloves and the purse and, yeah, the whole bit. So okay. I posted the picture so people could see. I'm guessing that I'm probably seven in this picture. Oh, my head. That hair. What my mom did to my, I probably had to sleep on those dang um, foam rubber curl, curlers, too. But, yeah, it's yeah, on those, Facebook. Those are so terrible, aren't they? If you're friends with me on Facebook, you can see what my Easter memories are. But I think we've covered our bases, and we need okay. to get out of here, Rusty. All right. Well, let's do that first. You've got a couple of things to do. We're going to have birthdays first. And on the birthdays today, we have... Sean Heck, happy birthday to you. Uh, Also, Bob Blunt, Bob, happy birthday to you. Also today, everybody was born on Good Friday. Good Friday changes every year. Uh, Judge Dean Colvin. Oh, happy birthday, Judge. Says here he's 66. He doesn't look a day over 80. Uh, I was going to I was thinking he was closer to 70, but... 66. Okay. April 15th, Steve McCoy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday today to Mike Dixon. Uh, Happy birthday today to Jane Roaring. Happy birthday, Jane, out of United Way. And then, uh, what's the 17th? That's Sunday, right? Uh, Happy birthday to Aubrey Lilly. Happy birthday to you. These all have to go in the hat, and then uh, Kathy has to uh, uh, hang on. All of them. Ah, reach it. Put it in the hat. Okay, there we go. 
Kathy going to pull the winner out. You will win four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. Any kind of drink, a smoothie, a tea, anything they got in there, you get it. Jane Roaring. Jane Roaring is the winner of our prize. And so, uh, Jane, happy birthday and congratulations. Now it's time for anniversaries. None of those today. Nothing today. I had one yesterday. Oh, good. Got one coming up. If you have an anniversary in April, please... Let us know you're eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Now it's time for the Trading Post, where you can buy, sell, trade, giveaway, four items, four days, four free, and business items are for sale. Uh, two brown leather lift chairs. Two years old, they're in excellent condition, $400 each. We decided Here. they're his and hers. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I was sitting there and saw that. I thought that might be a good uh, Easter gift for me and my lovely <laughs> there you go. spouse. So uh, two brown lift chairs. They want $400 each for those. 574-540-2520. That's 540-2520. Don't forget the 574 at the beginning. And that is the trading post, and that's all I've got today. I uh, want to wish everybody a very happy Easter holiday weekend. Hope that you get to spend some time with your family uh, over the holiday and eat lots of ham. <laughs> well, you know, that leads Are right Are you into, having ham for uh, dinner, Rusty? No, it's <laughs> been a week where I haven't really planned much of anything. I have a feeling I won't be eating anything. So uh, we will... Uh, We'll just leave. But the ham is a nice lead-in. It really is. Let's first of all say on Monday it is Jim Vinal Day. Oh, I get I get your lead-in. Uh, <laughs> and we have Steve Beam coming in. Oh yes, it, it's a, he's going to start coming in monthly, um, and do a program kind of for veterans. He's going to be bring somebody in. Um, the first one is actually going to be Pam Schweitzer Betts, the okay. Marsh County Veterans Service Officer, uh, talking about how to get signed up and what kind of benefits are available for veterans because we have so many veterans in the county very good so that'll be monday with jim and i and uh until then <laughs> eat eat some ham. ham get it ham pork all right thanks have a have a good weekend The, the, that's all, folks.